0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham and we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Okay, the next one is Holy Ghost Baptism. Holy Ghost Baptism. Say Holy Ghost Baptism. Say it again. Someone said, Holy Ghost, fire. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. (laughs) Actually, it's a a mistake. We shouldn't be saying that. But a lot of us. There's a baptism of fire. That's the last one. Okay? That's the last one. Which is different from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Or Holy Ghost baptism. Let me call it Holy Ghost baptism. Just to prevent confusion. Okay, because it is very, very dicey. So, Holy Ghost baptism. Now, it has a double reference. The first reference is to our new birth. This used to be true and was used. This Holy Ghost, when we say Holy Ghost baptism, it's with reference to the new birth. And it was true up until... um, the Azusa Street Revival, when people started speaking in tongues then it was reinterpreted with speaking in tongues okay let me say infilling of the spirit and speaking in tongues the infilling of the spirit and speaking in tongues <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah before then it was this why were they saying it was a new birth? because of what I described to you earlier the Holy Spirit, uh, you are conceived in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is responsible for a new birth. The Holy Spirit and the Word are responsible for a new birth. So the new birth, if you are, you are immersed into the Spirit by virtue of your new birth. Without that, the new birth cannot take place. It's like a, a child in the mother's womb. The child is immersed in the mother. The child cannot be seen outside. The child is inside the mother. He is immersed into the mother. That is why it was referred to as the new birth, okay? And there are so many scriptures I could show you along that line. But I just want to show you a little bit about the other one, the new birth, and the, inf- the infilling of the Spirit, and speaking in tongues. So go to John chapter 7. Let's read from verse 37 to verse 39. Jesus says something there. On that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Next verse. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, what what water is he talking about? Jesus said that the one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, Shall flow rivers of living water. Now, this particular statement, a lot of people think that um Jesus was saying that he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, so they expect to find this particular phrase, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. As though that was what the scripture said. But the scripture never mentioned, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You won't find it anywhere. Okay. Now Jesus was saying this: He that believeth on me, okay, as the scripture has said to believe on me. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said to believe on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's what Jesus was saying. Okay? Now, what is the living water? Numbers chapter 19. Let's read from verse 17 to verse 19. And for an unclean person, they shall take off the ashes of the bent heifer of purification for sin and running water shall be put thereto in a vessel next verse, and a clean person shall take high and dip it in the water and sprinkle it, you remember baptism is sprinkling in the Old Testament, so this is baptism and sprinkle it upon the tent and upon all the vessels and upon the persons that were there and upon him that touched a bone or one slain or one dead or a grave if someone touches a dead body, you cleanse the person, the priest must cleanse the person by sprinkling and the sprinkling, they mix high soap with blood with something called running water. Go to verse 17. For an unclean person, they shall take off the ashes that burnt hypha of purification for sin and running water. The word running water there is living water. Other versions may see it. If you have other versions, you could show it. So the word running water there is called what? Living water. It's actually living water. If you have a good Bible to give you a note and let you know that it is actually living water. Sorry, the note is there in ASB. This by says running water. But it's actually living water. So the running water is living water. So the water that they were using to do the sprinkling, which is the baptism, was called living water. How do they get in the living water? The living water is actually rain water. Rain water. So Israel didn't joke with rain water. When rain water is coming, they bottle some and use it for cleansing. Okay? All their washings were done with living water, with running water. Now, what they will do is that even if they don't have plenty, if there has not been rain for a long time and they have small, they will get a big basin of water and put small of the running water in it, the rain water in it, and to become living water. Everything will become living water and they'll use it. That's what they were doing. Okay? Now, the running water was used for every form of purification. If a woman had uh, fibroids and menstrual problems... They'll do a similar thing for him. If you look at Leviticus chapter 15, they'll do it. If you read Leviticus 15, you see it for leprosy, for fibroids, for menstrual problems. Okay? And for any type of healing, they'll use that and sprinkle, they'll mix it with blood and some other things and sprinkle it on the person for the person to be cleansed and to be healed. So this running water, which is the living water, is what Jesus was talking about. So everybody then knew and understood what he was talking about everybody knew that he was not talking about just some water he was talking about the actual living water and he just said that this. listen, I I have come the one who believes on me he wouldn't have to bottle water from the skies out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters which shall be for his healing (laughs) all those of you with menstrual problems you should be speaking in tongues more often put your hand on your belly and you're speaking in tongues. Living water is being produced and it will heal you. Look at Ezekiel chapter 47. Let me show you some of the proper some of the abilities of speaking in tongues. Okay. The Bible says Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about all those who believe in Him and how they'll receive. Okay. Uh-huh. This is okay. He that believed on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Next verse. You remember, it is for baptism. It is a baptism. Isn't the living water worse for baptism. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Should what? Receive. receive. It's called receiving the Holy Spirit. Baptism, Holy Ghost baptism, is also referred to as receiving the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter nineteen, let me go to that side now. Come to Ezekiel chapter forty-seven. Okay, Acts chapter nineteen, uh, we read it. Let's read from verse two. Acts chapter nineteen, from verse two. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you what? Received the Holy Ghost Ghost since you believed. So there are two experiences. You must believe, then you must receive the Holy Spirit. When you believe, there's another baptism for you. It's called the Holy Ghost baptism, which is receiving the Holy Spirit. And he said unto them, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Next verse. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And then said Paul, John really baptized on Twitter, blah, blah blah. Next verse, verse, verse five. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said that this phrase also means baptism into Christ. Right? Next verse. And when Paul laid his hands upon him the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Receiving the Holy Ghost comes with speaking in tongues and prophesying. So the Holy Ghost baptism has to do with receiving the Holy Spirit to be able to speak in tongues. Okay, go to Acts chapter 11. Let's read from verse 5. Acts chapter 11 from verse 5. This is Peter relating the story concerning his experience with the centurion and his family in Acts chapter 10. Okay he had come back to Jerusalem and they were asking they were asking him questions, why did you go to a Gentile's house and all that, and he was trying to explain himself he says, I was in the city of Jopa praying and in a trance, I saw a vision In a, I saw a vision, a certain vessel descend as they had been a great sheet, let down from heaven, blah, blah. go to the next verse, so he was describing go to the next verse, go to the next verse go to the next verse so he's just saying what happened to him okay, how he saw a vision and all that and this was done three times and all were drawn up again into heaven. He saw a sheet with plenty of animals and all that. And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was, sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. Next verse. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose name is Peter, who shall tell thee where's whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on all them as on us at the beginning verse 16 then remember i say then remember I. I then remembered i the word of the lord how that he said john indeed baptized the water but he shall be, shall be baptized with the holy ghost you shall be baptized with the holy ghost you shall be baptized with the holy ghost so it's called the baptism with the holy ghost and the ex what was the experience the experience was that they spoke in tongues and prophesied that's in Acts of 10 verse 44 while peter yet spake these words the holy ghost fell on all them that had that heard the word and the day of the circumcision, which believed were astonished as many as came with peter because that on the gentiles were also a sport and the gift of the holy ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify god then peter answered peter blah 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 it goes on How are you saying it yeah. some people call it baptism with the holy ghost okay or baptism the holy ghost baptism I, that's why i don't, i said i don't want to confuse you I don't want to confuse you because some people call the baptism into Christ as the baptism with the Spirit or baptism by the Spirit so it confuses people It's with by in and through it confuses everybody so I don't want to go into that one what I want you to know is that Holy Ghost baptism has to do with the infilling of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues which is a very important activity for every Christian to experience why because it is for the purpose of healing Go to Ezekiel chapter forty-seven. Let's read from verse one. Ezekiel forty-seven, from verse one. It's called receiving the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have come into the arena of power. That is what you are baptized into. You are baptized into power. So Jesus said that, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power is what comes to you. You are brought into the power of God. The power of God is now is now made available for you for your use. And one of the main uses of the power of God is for your own healing. You can read Ezekiel forty-seven for yourself, okay, and see the outflows of the river that comes out of the. Let's read it. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. He was talking about the temple. He said he saw the temple, and he saw water coming out of the temple. Who is the temple of God in the New Testament? We are the temple of the living God in the New Testament. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Since no, knowing not what, you knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body and your spirit, which are God. So. have become the temple of the holy spirit then he says that out of the temple issued water and the water came okay next let's go to verse 2 then brought me out of the way of the gates northward and led me out about the way without the altar gate by blah 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 go to the next verse and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters the waters were to the ankles So sometimes you can be speaking in tongues, like this, the waters that are issuing forth from your spirit is is to ankle, do you know ankle? Not your ankle in the house, I'm talking about this, ankle. eh? It's it's ankle level, it doesn't do much to you. Some people speak in tongues, but it doesn't do much to them. Their sickness is still there, their disease is still there, their infirmity is still there. They are not edifying they are not built up in christ because of the residual tongues you are speaking they are the ones who speak in tongues like this they only speak in tongues when they're in church they never speak in tongues on their own it's ankle level you are only experiencing ankle level type of anointing or issuing forth of the power of god if you want to experience the power of god you must speak in tongues a lot Paul said, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you. <laughs> Tongue speaking refreshes you and makes you look young. I'm telling you, Holy Ghost baptism, you, you will not get. <inaudible> oh, nah, <poo. inaudible> next verse, look at next verse, verse 4. <inaudible> and again, he made a thousand and brought me to the waters. The waters were to my knees. So the waters had risen. After another, after speaking in tongues, and more, the waters rose to his knees again he measured a thousand and brought you to the waters where to the loins to the waist level it was rising sometimes you start speaking in tongues. Nothing is moving even your body is not moving i guess there but with time you realize that you started moving you are experiencing a knee level loin level type of anointing it starts moving you. Some people have never spoken in tongues and lost themselves before. They are always speaking in tongues with the consciousness of themselves. That's why they speak in tongues with brothel type of, lafa type of, speaking in tongues. They are slurring the tongues. You don't know what is happening yet. You've not yet gotten into the, the high mode of power. Huh? again he measured and brought to learning level next verse verse 5 Afterward, he measured a thousand it was a river See a river, a river. and this is where Jesus said those who believe out of their belly shall flow rivers not ankle not ankle level not knee level not learning level rivers out of their belly shall flow rivers of living waters and a river a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over when you get to that level no matter what is happening that thing will drown because the river of the living waters are issuing out of your spirit that's when you scatter yourself you scatter you, you are no more concerned about your suits you are no more concerned about your shoes you are no more concerned about your hair you, are, you scatter yourself a lot of Christians have never gotten there you must speak in tongues for I mean you are, you are out you are off river level, say river level. river level out of his belly shall flow gushes of living waters, that's when your words become life and spirit, that's when when you speak it becomes life and spirit, that's when when you speak it happens, sometimes you say we are doing confessions, you are just confessing, nothing is happening, but when you are filled with the spirit when there's river flowing out of your spirit and you say this will happen, ay say aish it will happen right now that's the level god wants us to get to so but the baptism with the holy spirit, holy ghost baptism brings you into power it brings you into the power of god the baptizer is the holy spirit himself okay the baptizer is the holy spirit the baptizee is believers the medium is who is the holy spirit the holy spirit is the medium then what else Unto. We are baptized unto what? Unto power. Say power. 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 We are brought into power. But you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost came upon, comes upon you. That was why when Peter received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues, he stood with confidence. It brings you to confidence. It brings you to boldness. It brings you to greatness. He stood before all those who crucified Jesus and told them his peace of mind without being afraid. The same people he was afraid of some few months ago, he was not afraid of them anymore. Why? Because of the Holy Ghost baptism. Ask anybody, are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? You need some Holy Ghost baptism. If you you don't speak in tongues, you have to speak in tongues before you go, okay? Then there's baptism into his sufferings. Baptism into his sufferings. Verse number 5. Baptism into his what? Into his sufferings. This one uh, brothers and sisters, it's not given to everybody. It's not everybody who who can experience this. No. It's only given to faithful Christians who have been faithful with the Lord for a very long time. You will not get to even suffer for the Lord. Sometimes some people don't want to suffer. You will not even get to suffer. Because this is heaven's highest medal for its highest faithful servants. Okay, it's a privilege. Suffering. Baptism into suffering is a privilege from God. The father is a baptizer, he will baptize you into the sufferings. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Look at Matthew 20:20. 20, 20. It's a baptism that exists. Matthew 20:20. 20, 20. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons. They came to Jesus, worshipping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit the one on thy right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. Let one of my sons sit on the right and the other sit on the left. This is James and John. They are the sons of Zebedee. Then Jesus said unto them, You know not what ye ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? Will you, are you able to drink of the cup? Baptism into his sufferings is also called the cup of his sufferings. It's a cup. It's not everybody who drinks on that cup. <laughs> it's a special cup in heaven. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and, of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. They said, We are able. We go feed the one. Then Jesus said, Oh, true. And he said, yes, shall you shall indeed drink of my cup. You will, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. Yes, it will happen. The mother of James and John requested that one of the son, one of the sons sits on the right, the other on the left. The first disciple to die after Jesus was james the man the woman's first son james died first the last of the disciples who died was john one sat on the left and the other on the right all the disciples died in the middle somewhere but this is on my right hand and on my left it is not mine to give but it shall be given to them of whom it is prepared for of my father so baptism into sufferings is the sufferings of christ Paul called it that the fellowship of his sufferings. In Philippians chapter three, verse eight. Look at Philippians three, eight, nine, and ten. Philippians three, eight. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done that I may win Christ. Next verse. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. It's called the fellowship of his sufferings. It's a fellowship. Say it's a fellowship. It's a fellowship. It's a communion. It's a communion with God. If you have not fellowship with God to a certain extent, you will not be given the right to die for the Lord. There are a lot of Christians who never have the opportunity to die for the Lord or to suffer for the Lord. How many of you want to suffer for the Lord? (laughs) It is actually something that we are all called to, but a lot of us don't get there. Philippians chapter 1 verse 29. Look at Philippians 1 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. We must suffer for his sake. Say we must suffer for his sake. It is a calling that we have been called on to. Okay. How did Christ suffer? Christ suffered by receiving lashes, being ashamed, being put to shame, and being crucified. That was Christ's suffering. How did Paul suffer? Paul suffered shipwreck. If you read 2 Corinthians 11, okay, you will see Paul's sufferings on the behalf of Christ. It's called uh, the afflictions that are left behind in the sufferings of Christ. For the sake of the church. That's in Colossians chapter 1, 24, right? Colossians 1, 24. Go to Colossians 1, 24. Colossians 1, 24. Who now rejoices in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. There are things that must happen to people because of the church. Because of the church. Will you die for the Lord? (laughs) Let me show you something. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 11 and verse 12. 2 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If you, have died, if you haven't we died with Christ, we shall live with him. That is there. But there's another one. If we suffer, we, will, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So you only reign with Christ when you suffer with him. That's why it says for the so the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Look at Romans 8:17. Uh, if you suffer with him, if you suffer with him, you will reign with him. If you are not suffering with him, you will not you are not going to reign with him. I'll show it to you. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs of Christ, it so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. So there's a suffering that is left for you a lot of christians don't want to suffer anything that is why they will not reign with christ it's not every christian who will reign with christ no it's not every christian who will reign with christ paul said in first Corinthians chapter 15 28 so i will read to my 28 and when all things shall be subdued unto him then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him that God may be all in and all Next verse. else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead it's also called the baptism for the dead this does not mean purgatory people being baptized uh, here on earth even though they are dead as some people say, that is not correct this is baptism for the dead it means sufferings sufferings do you understand it says else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not at all Why are they then baptized for the dead? Then he explains. He says, next verse. And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Why is that we are always in trouble? We are not even patient. We are not at ease at all. We are always, our lives are always under threat. Next verse. He says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily because of the body of Christ. If after the man of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. There was no physical beast that Paul fought at Ephesus. The beast that Paul fought was his own life being at risk. Hmm? In Acts chapter 19, if you go read Acts chapter 19, you see what I'm talking about. Paul was nearly killed in Ephesus people there were insurrections against him what advantaged me if the dead rise not let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die if you suffer with the Lord and die for the Lord you, your resurrection will be different I'll talk about this during resurrection your resurrection will be different from every other person's resurrection and there's a reward which is not for everybody there's a reward for this baptism this is, it's called the baptism of sufferings unto reigning you reign with the Lord. That's in uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Look at Revelation 24. Then we'll finish that one. And I saw through. Read this one to me. Read, I think you should read this one. Read this one to me. One to go. Yes. in the category of people who live and reign with christ one thousand years it says those says i saw them i saw thrones and did that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and i saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of jesus they were beheaded if you have not been beheaded you are not part as far as this scripture is concerned you are not part of those who rule and reign with christ one thousand years I'm not the one, am I the one saying it? It's not in the Bible. It says, we were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image. Because they didn't worship the beast or his image, they were punished. They suffered, isn't it? Neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. If we suffer with him, we we'll reign with him. If you're a Christian and you've not exposed yourself to any kind of suffering, they are cautious who come in to come and clean chairs. They are suffering. They always do things, something they, are, they do things that anonymous in their own home they will not do, yeah. but they do it for the Lord for the castle. God to go on, there are people who have sent to places they don't even have money to eat, but they are still there. Yeah, they are still there, suffering for the Lord, making sure the kingdom of God is being built. Do you think God will leave them like that? God reward them. So, this one is called baptism into sufferings, okay, unto reigning. So, who is the baptizer? The father, God does it. And he gives it. It's not for everybody. I pray that it will be for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. May you be beheaded for the Lord's sake. Jesus. It's not a small thing to say Jesus' name to. The father and then the baptizer who? Faithful Christians. It's not to everybody. It's faithful Christians. Okay? Then what is the medium? Suffering. And even death. Paul talks about ex-anastasis. I'll talk about that next week, Okay? Then... Onto what? Reigning. Reigning with Christ. Do you understand? The reason why sometimes it's like this for you is to let you know who is where and who is doing what. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last one is the baptism of fire. Say baptism of fire. Baptism of fire. Well, baptism of fire is not what you think. It is very different. Baptism of fire. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Baptism of fire. That's the last one. Baptism of fire of fire. Matthew chapter 3 John spoke about it. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes i not worthy to, be, to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, comma and with fire. Baptism with the Holy Ghost is different from baptism with fire. They are not the same. I've, I've explained baptism with the Holy Ghost to you already, isn't it? Uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost captures the new birth and then our speaking in tongues, receiving the Holy Spirit, the infinite of the Spirit with respect to speaking in tongues. And then he says, and with fire. Next verse. Then he starts explaining what the fire means. It says, Whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is baptism of fire. Let's do the amplified. The amplifier hits the nail on the head straight. Let's go to amplified. amplifier. His winnowing fan. The word fan is actually, it's not fan like this. It's winnowing fan or a winnowing fork for threshing wheat. It just, is it just for the purpose of harvesting. It is a fork for harvesting wheat okay he says his winnowing fan shoulder or fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor normally the place where wheat is threshed is called the threshing floor he says he will, clear, he will clear out and clean his threshing floor and gather and store his wheat in his barn but the chaff he will burn up with fire that cannot be put out what is he saying have you ever heard of the parable concerning the sower Found that a man sowed a seed, a good seed, good grain. Matthew chapter 13 verse 24 to 30. He sowed good grain. Let's read it. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. He sowed wheat. Someone came to sow tares among the wheat and went his way. Now, tears and wheat are similar yeah. when they are young. Yeah. They all look the same. They all look like wheat. Yeah. But as they grow, at the day of maturity, they, the difference comes. Tears grow looking out, looking proud and <laughs> having their head lifted against the sun. Okay, that's how tears grow. When tears grow, they grow straight against the sun. But wheat grows Bending against the sun, they worship God. The tests are proud, they don't worship God. That's the only way to tell the difference. Without that, you can't. So, look at this. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the test also. So, he, he saw the test coming. He was like, Hey, what is this? Then, so his servants, the servants of the household, came and said unto him, Said, Did not thou sow good seed in thy field? How from whence then has this its test? Where from the test? Next verse next verse, and he said unto them, an enemy has done this, the servant said unto him, Would well, that then that we go and gather them up, you want us to go and gather the tares up, then the Lord said something, he said, nay, lest while you gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them, because they look so similar, you can take the wheat and you think it's a tear. okay, or is that whatever, let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest, I will say to the rapist, gather ye together first the tears. And bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. As we are all moving around in this world, we all look the same. Yeah. Don't you know that we all look the same? You come and sit here and you are not born again. Yeah. But you, it is not written on your face. We all look the same. We all look similar. But there's the time coming. It's called the end of time. When the Lord will send his reaper angels to come and reap his harvest. He will reap Christians and you leave the rest. The rest will be bound by chains and put into the lake of fire. The lake of fire... Putting you into the lake of fire is called the baptism of fire. That is the baptism of fire. So, he, with the winnowing fan, with his fork, he shall thresh out the wheat, and the test will be there. And then he will gather the test, and he shall burn it with unquenchable fire, like we see, We saw in Matthew chapter 3. He will burn it with unquenchable fire. That is the baptism of fire. That is written in Re- Revelation chapter 20, verse 13. Go to Revelation 20, 13. If you read from verse 12, you see it says, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to his works verse 14 and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death next verse and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire it is in your own, own interest to make sure your name is found in the book of life. And the way for your name to be found in the book of life is the new birth. You need to be born again. You need to give your life to Christ. If you don't give your life to Christ, the baptism of fire is waiting for you. This baptism of fire is waiting for you. So, baptism of fire, the baptizer is who? God. Don't call him the Father because at that time he will not be functioning as the Father. He will functioning as God. He will, be, he will be functioning as the judge of the universe. The baptizee is who? Unbelievers, ungodly men, unbelievers. What is the medium? Unquenchable fire. It's unquenchable. You must remember that. There's no space for quenching, it's always burning. Then, it's onto what? It is onto the second death. There are different types of death. The first one that we experience is called the first death. The second one in the lake of fire is called the second death. So, baptism onto the second death death and you can't do anything about it this is the baptism of fire he says he shall trash out with his winnowing fan with his winnowing fork he will trash out the wheat and he will gather his wheat and he will take them into his man that is in heaven Hmm? and then the rest he will gather he says but he will burn up the chaff it's called the chaff or the test he'll burn them up with unquenchable fire forever and ever if you are here and you are not born again you need to give your life to Christ today. close your eyes wherever you are everybody close your eyes but you need to give your life to Christ because if you don't give your life to Christ this particular thing that we are talking about is for you you need to give your life to Christ you need to give your life to Christ so if you are here and you have never given your life to Christ you are not sure where you are going we all look the same we all look like we are all in church we are all fine we are all children of God but we are not we are not there's a difference there's a difference the life of God is what makes a difference hallelujah I want you to say this after me because I know you believed in the Lord that's why you have come you want to give your life to Christ that's why you have come right now I want you to say these words after me mean them from your heart because it is very important this is what's going to let you miss the lake of fire and be in heaven on that day so say thank you father for sending your son Jesus Christ into this earth. I believe that he is the son of God. I believe that he died for me and that he was buried for me. And I believe that on the third day he rose from the dead. I confess boldly that he is the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I declare boldly that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My life is for God and for God only. Devil, you have no place in my life. I have left your camp. I am now in the life of God. I am now in the light of of God. Thank you, Father. You are my Father from today onwards. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 24 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.